don't miss it to the left or to the right. But they'll raise Ava in the supernatural wisdom of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can we give this family another big round of applause? God bless you. Beautiful, beautiful. Congratulations to you, okay? Praise God. Praise God. You all may be seated. Thank you all for your support, too. Thank you. Is that your brother right there? That's, a, that's, that's your best friend. Well, you two could pass for brothers. Well, praise God. Praise God. Isn't, that a, isn't that a beautiful family right there? Beautiful, beautiful family. All right. Today is what's called Vision Sunday uh, here at Linked Up Church. And so this morning we had what was called the financial review, which was an audit done by Cape and Krause, which is one of the largest financial firms uh, in the state of Georgia. And they do nonprofit organizations. And again, prayerfully, those that came out were blessed by that. And and that kind of leads us into uh, what it is that I want to share with you all today. Uh, You know, every church should have a call and every church should have a vision. And it's important that the people understand fully what that vision is in order for them to be able to follow the direction that they believe the pastor is leading them in. And so if you all would turn to Habakkuk very quickly, uh, chapter 2, and I want to start there, Habakkuk chapter 2 or Habakkuk, however you want to pronounce it. If you can't find it, turn to your table of contents and see what page it's on. But when you get there, say amen. I'm really excited about today because it is really the fulfillment of things that have been in my heart. I've been saved for 27 years. We now start the journey of really being able to live out what God placed in my heart 27 years ago. And so in Habakkuk here, chapter 2, beginning at verse 2, says, Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tables that he may run that reads it. Verse 3 says, For the vision is yet for an appointed time. How many know God will show you things, but that doesn't mean it's time to step out and do them? There's always a season in between what he's called you to do and the actual time to do it, and that season is called preparation, where you need to prepare yourself for what it is that God has called you to do. And so I believe God very strategically uh, and patiently has prepared me for 27 years for such a time as this. Goes on to say, but write it down, uh, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. And I want to encourage other people in here that God may have given you a vision. I mean, sometimes that that vision doesn't come in the season that you thought it should have came in. A lot of people get frustrated and they quit during that waiting season. But if God showed showed it to you, I mean, he is obligated to help you bring it to pass in your life. You've got to be able to go through all the seasons that that vision may take you through. And so go to Colossians chapter 3, and I just want to start here, and then we're going to take you through a slide. I'm going to give a brief synopsis of it today, but we're really going to dive into it and dig into it during our 40-day Connect campaign or Connect 40 campaign. So if you would, go to Colossians chapter 3. 
And I won't read the entire chapter because, again, we're getting ready to get into all of that during the Connect 40 campaign. But my wife and I, you know, God gave her to me to help fulfill the vision that he'd given me, and she's such a large part of it. And, and so when we transitioned from our uh, previous church to this one, uh, we began to talk about what God placed in our heart and, and who we were. And, and you all know the story, and we talked about how much we loved connecting people to God, each other, and all those different things. And then the Lord uh, told us to go look at Colossians chapter 3. And the name of the church was birthed out of Colossians chapter 3. And I can remember walking to the restroom and, and just looking back at her and saying, what about linked up? And we went and we began to research it and, and found out that there was no one that owned which is a miracle to me, any digital space for the words linked up. I mean, that's a miracle all by itself. And so we have obviously eventually ended up owning all of it. We know it's God because we own all the digital real estate for linked up. I mean, that's a miracle of God right there. And I believed he held that space until we were ready to come and get it. Now, in Colossians chapter 3, and again, I'm not going to read it all. I'm just going to help you understand the linked up part. It says, if you then were raised with Christ, well, when does that happen? That happens at our born-again experience. When we accept Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, I mean, we are then raised with him. So it says, if you then were raised with Christ, then it tells you what you should do. Seek those things which are above where Christ is. See, connected, linked up where he's seated on the right hand of God. It says, set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And you know what I love about this? The moment you receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, your old nature died, but your old life died as well. What blesses me about this, he says, and then that life is hidden in God. So in other words, no one ever has to know your previous business. It's all hidden in God. What I love about it as well, he said, as far as the east is from the west so far, as he removed your transgressions from you, then in another place he said, your sins will I blot out and remember them no more. I don't know about you, but I'm so glad everything that I did prior to salvation, God no longer remembers. But listen, if he no longer remembers it, then don't you beat yourself up for the rest of your life. It's literally hidden in Christ. Then it says here, when Christ, who is our life, appears, then we also will appear with him in glory. So notice, Christ should be our life. Once a person becomes born again, to live is Christ, to die is gain. But Christ should become our lives. We should become a part of a community and a part of a new family. And we should begin to do life with people who live the way that we live, that believe the way that we believe, people that we can support and that can support us. So important. So many times people get saved and they go back to the old life. It's important that people get saved and they start a new life. Churches have to have systems and, and policy and procedure and things set up put in place to help people begin to live a new life in Christ. I want to talk to you today a little bit about what that will look like here at Linked Up Church. Please go to the first screen. And so 
things have kind of changed and we've restructured. And I'll talk more again about what all this means. I'm just going to highlight it today. I won't spend a lot of time today. But really, our entire vision, the scriptural basis for it, comes out of Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 24. And then the vision is to connect people to God, connect to family, connect to purpose, and then connect to community. Now, you all might remember what we used to say was connect to God, each other, right, family, and then the workplace and community. So what you'll see is family now encompasses all of that. That's also the family of God, but also your family as well. But we've added purpose to that because we believe we're called and our assignment is to help you discover what your purpose is and empower you and then release you to do what it is that God has called you to do. And then obviously community is something that is very dear to our heart. The way that looks, four things that we will do, weekend services. Our weekend services, the direction of those have to change. Obviously, we will always have a goal to strengthen the believer where weekend services are concerned. But I know we also need to reach the lost. And there's no bigger net that God gives us than on Sunday morning where you have the opportunity to invite family members and friends, coworkers, neighbors, people that you live around and are around all day, every day, all week long. That is your opportunity to bring them and give God a chance to win them. So you'll see the direction of the weekend services will begin to change and we'll have evangelistic components in there to reach more of the lost. Small groups is a great place for after people get saved to get cleaned up and get all that stuff out of their lives, to have accountability, to be around people who've accomplished prayerfully what they're trying to accomplish. I mean, we all need help once we get saved. We can't do this on our own. I promise you, everyone in here, if you look back to what changed your life, you will not associate that to a message. You'll associate it to a person. Someone spent time with you and mentored you and shared the truth with you, was patient with you. How many of y'all would agree with that? I don't think about a building. I think about a person by the name of Reginald Lane that when I gave my life to Christ, he picked me up every week, spent time with me, opened up the Scriptures, take me, get me to dream, and just pour into me. And, and a part of the reason why I am who I am today and the reason I pay it forward is because Reginald Lane took time to help me during my infant stage. Small groups is a great place for accountability. It's also a great place for people to help each other. Next steps are our class system and then the dream team. I'll talk more about that in a moment. And then Connect 40, this is our new class system here. Connect 4, follow Jesus, uh, connect to your family, uh, local church, small groups, discover your purpose. Again, I'm going to talk more about that in a moment. Serve others. And then your next action steps, follow Jesus, be baptized, connect to your family, local church, small group, discover your God-given design, personality, or spiritual gifts, or serve, or then serve on a dream team. Next screen. And so, you'll see here the vision. Proverbs chapter 29, 18 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. But how many know we can say that backwards and it'll be equally true or equally as true? Where there are no people, the vision perishes. What I'm telling you all today is we cannot do what God has called us to do without you. I'll even say this to you. We've not accomplished anything that we've accomplished without your loving support and your loving care, and we appreciate that. But the reality is we've got to get everybody in the game. 
And so when you talk about the vision of your church, there's really only four words needs to come out of your mouth. That's God, family, purpose, and community. That is all we're getting ready to do for the rest of our lives is connect people to God, connect people to family. I mean, a lot of people live here, but their family doesn't live here. And we need to become an extended family to each other where we do holidays together. We do life together, right? Then purpose and then community. Next screen. Weekend services. The goal for the weekend services is to be life-giving. We don't want Linked Up Church to be a place where it takes life out of people or it beats people down. We want Linked Up Church to give life to people every single weekend when they come in. But if you'll notice, the time right now is 939, which means this service has been going on for 40 minutes before I got up. Life happens out there on the parking lot. We need people out there that are welcoming people onto that parking lot with love, energy, and putting life in them. Give an example of that at our kids' uh, school. Uh, I go in this one particular uh, uh, entry all the time. Well, we don't drive them to school. This was last year. My daughter now drives. But I would go in this entry all the time because the guy that was standing there was full of life. And he'd have a flashlight. And this is how he would wave you in. And every, am I right or wrong? Every car that came in, he would wave to you. He'd have this big smile on his face. How many of that makes feel, people feel good when they come on your premises? And so we want to be life-giving when they get in here. I mean, the ushers and greeters should meet them with love. Almost swallow them up. Welcome to Linked Up Church. We're so glad to have and, and then help people, especially if they look like a first-time guest. Is there anything we can help you with? Any, anywhere, if they have children, let me show you where the children's area is. And we're life-giving on weekends. Help people have an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. And again, we know our service times. Now, 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. If you were here earlier for the financial audit, you would see that we pay about $980,000 to rent space a year. So we thank God for the Marietta Performing Arts Center. Go ahead. Let's thank God for the Marietta Performing Arts Center. We thank God for that. We thank God for West End. Let's thank God for West End. We thank God for Wiley, which is our office space. Thank God for that. But that takes almost a million dollars. So imagine if we owned facilities. You put that back in your budget to better service people. And we're close. Matter of fact, let's thank God in advance for our first permanent one. We're very close. Next screen, connect to family. What that looks like there is small groups. Connecting to your family, your local church, small groups for the purpose of keeping you connected, protected, and for growth. Now, I know a lot of times people hear small groups and you think about whatever your previous experience was. What we want you to do is shut that down, have an open heart, and I want you to listen to the way that we're going to do small groups here at Linked Up Church. It's really on a semester basis from September the 18th through December the 3rd. Uh, it's the fall semester, spring semester, January 9th through April 30th. Summer semester is June 5th through July 15th. Only thing we're going to ask you to do is try a semester, right, and see if it works for you. But at least try it, right? If, it's not, if it doesn't work for you, that's perfectly fine. Let me uh, begin to share some more about how easy it'll be for you. Go to the next screen. 
Some of the features of our linked up small groups is very simple. We're not asking you to do the work. We'll have series information that you can use uh, for curriculum to study during your small group meetings. You can study books of the Bible. You can study a book of your church or your choice, which should be approved by the ministry. Also, general interest, and I want to highlight this. Uh, general interest groups are things that you already do anyway. You know, let's just say if you enjoy running and you run with a group of people, how I many you know that's a small group? Right? If you go to the gym and you work out with a group, that's a small group. There are people who like shopping, people who love all kinds. You're already doing life with people. All we're saying is why not add another component and really care about people and start praying with each other, assessing what each other's needs are, and being there for each other. You all see that? And so you don't even have to be deep here. It's whatever you already enjoy doing, such as prayer, such as health, such as sports, such as hobbies, service groups. Let me highlight service groups. We had our first home going at our office building about four weeks ago, uh, and it was just such a blessing. We put out a call to a a group that we would probably call comforters in a traditional church, uh, something along those lines, hospitality. And uh, it was just such a blessing uh, how the service went. I don't know, there were at least 20 ladies that showed up to serve food, cook food. They baked cake, pound cake, and the family was so blessed. Now, the service went great. There were about 16 people that gave their hearts to Christ during that service, but no one ever said anything about the sermon. No one said anything about the people that gave their lives to Christ. You know what that entire family emailed us and sent us cards about? How well their family was cared for. They were blown away by the love and care, and they said the food that this this church provided for them. How many know at the end of the day, people aren't going to remember a sermon that you, what they're going to remember is the love that you gave them and the touch that you gave them. Then when you all get together, you can go back over the sermon and help each other grow. Can you all see that? And so we're making this very relaxed for you. We're not putting pressure on you, right? We're just saying that we need to do life together. If you look at the foundation scripture, when you give your life to Christ, everything that you do is supposed to be in him. I mean, it's tough to live at a high level if I go to church on Sunday, but I do life with heathens all week long. Somebody in here might know what I'm talking about. Anybody in here might know what I'm talking about. I mean, that person is going to struggle a whole lot more than someone that leaves church and then does life with people who think like they do. See, this is why I won't hang out with married couples that aren't serious about marriage. I won't do it. I won't do it. I only want to be around other married couples who are committed to marriage. I I can't have nobody feeding my wife crazy stuff. (laughs) I mean, I don't need anybody feeding me crazy stuff. I need to be around people saying, hey, Kev, let's take our wives out to eat and let's love on our wives. Let's take care. How can we be better husbands, man? And then challenging each other. How are you doing on your side? Well, well, try this. And then he's asking me, how am I doing on my side? Well, well, these are things that work for me. And look at what we're doing. We're sharpening each other. I mean, that's going to go a whole lot further than if he gets around somebody saying, Hey, Kev, what you doing this weekend, man, at the bar? uh, We're going to go watch the game at the bar and hang out, get a little something to drink. There's some girls in there every now and then, but we don't pay no attention to them, really, but come on in there. uh. (laughs) 
I mean, that's going to look quite different for Kev if he decides to go with that group instead of me and him going to watch a game together. So we're going to leave that game, enjoy the game, but we're going to leave better husbands and better fathers. Can you all see this? It's so important that this community comes together. We have to get away from seeing each other on Sunday only, and we don't see each other again until the next Sunday. A whole lot of life needs to happen in between, okay? Connect to your purpose. The way that looks is we're going to take people, once they come to this altar, on their Connect 4, which is our four-class system, Journey to Spiritual Growth. We also have Financial Peace University. I cannot stress this enough. The goal of Linked Up Church is to make sure that every person at some point gets out of debt. You need to buy a house, but you also need to think about how to pay that house off sooner than later. All right, and the goal, and you must treat debt, listen to me, the same way you would cancer. It is a disease. It's a spirit. Attack it the same way you would if cancer came into your life. Financial peace is a great way to get you started on that. Uh, Job link, again, we want to make sure all of our members are employed. Entrepreneurial development, creating a network of connected business owners. We're starting our first one there on Saturday, September the 24th. Eventually, we want to teach this congregation deployment. You need a job. You need employment. But we want to teach you how to take that income that comes from that and use that to make more money. It's called money, making money to get to a place where you now control your life. It's not for everyone, but it will be for a lot of people. All right, entrepreneurs, we want to raise up entrepreneurs in this congregation, right? And when they start businesses, the whole community supports them. Did you all catch that? So we cannot get upset with other communities that operate this way, right? Jewish community is a great one to look at. 3% of the American population, 95% of the wealth. It's one simple principle. They don't spend money outside their community. They start businesses, and the whole community supports it. So if our lives matter, and listen, I'm not talking about a color here, so don't, don't, don't hear that. I'm not talking color. I'm talking Christian community. So if our lives matter, let's stop waiting on people to do for us what we can do for ourselves. Well, I need a better amen in that one out there. Of course, we're going to get into these things a lot more over the Connect 40 campaign. Uh, dream team, serving on a dream team, leading a small group, connected community. I want to take a moment just to talk to you all. This is a paradigm shift at Linked Up Church. It won't take me long to do this because, again, we're going to get into this in more detail once we get to the actual Connect 40 campaign. But I want to share with you all just some things Uh, to help you all see Dream Team differently. A lot of times, depending on what culture you come from, we think a Dream Team is, you know, people with an S on their chest. They're super people, and, man, nothing else could get done without them. And then they take on that persona, and they serve every week. They're here all the time. They never take breaks. They never go home. Come on, somebody. They serve every service. And I'm getting ready to show you that that's not healthy. I need a better amen than that one. I need an even better amen than that one. Yeah. All right. So now, go with me to Ephesians chapter 4. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 4. 
Let me just kind of share some heart things with you before we read that. Ephesians chapter 4. The purpose of the dream team here at Linked Up Church is to create opportunities for people to fully realize, listen to this, their calling and impact that that will have on the kingdom of God. Our goal here is to empower people to actively live out their God-given design and their God-given purpose. And so we don't want to tell you what that is. God already created you a certain way. We actually want to help you discover what that is and get you in it. We know that God loves people and God values people. So then we need to love people and we need to value people. And so what does that look like? Again, so many times, uh, this is the greatest kind of paradigm I can give you. So many times it's been the, the pastors that are the stars and the, the, the people come to watch them. And it's like it's all about the pastor and his wife and the pastor and his wife. Everything is set up to support the pastor and his wife. We're shifting that. What we're saying is you all aren't here to serve us. We're actually here to serve you. And you all are the stars. Another way I can describe this. Think about a, 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 I played basketball, so I understand this. Uh, you know, the fans don't come to see the coach. Fans come to see the players. I'll go a little further with that. Uh, I want to make sure I say this correctly. The players make more money than the coach. Watch this. The coach is expendable. The players aren't. So when it's time to make a change, the change usually happens with the coach, not the players. So anytime you see a leader leave an organization and the organization falls, the organization was built wrong. Right? I'll say it another way to you. A coach can have great X's and O's. He can be a great coach. If he doesn't have players, all he is is a great coach with great X's and O's. But he's got a bunch of L's on his record at the end of the year. Watch this, because a coach is only as good as his players. So our goal here is to get you off the bench and get you in the game. And so I just kind of want to share with you from my heart a little bit. There, there are so many things I, I could say here, and, and my clock is running so fast. But, but let me, the strategy that we'll use here will be based on gifts and not passion. You know, a lot of people follow their passion, but it's not their gifting. You need to figure out what your gifting is, right? And one way to know that is, how I many know you can tell a person who's gifted to be an usher? Smile on their face. They love doing it. All of that, right? Matter of fact, I'll use another one. I mean, there are people who serve in that nursery aren't gifted to be in that nursery. Them kids drive them crazy. I mean, you you might be passionate about that, but that's not your gifting. 
because they're irritating you and you're irritating everyone that you come in contact with. I'm trying to make this as plain as I possibly can. A lot of people go follow, you know, I love the kids till you get down there. That's it. That's passion. I mean, when you're following your gifting, it all lines up. And they can spit on you, slob on you, and that's the cutest thing. Oh, look, at messed up my beautiful little joke. And that, that didn't mean anything to you, but just wipe it off. Somebody else upset at the kid. When if you understand, kids in the nursery are going to spit on you. Is this making sense to anyone in here? And so we want to get you. The strategy here is to get you in your gifting. Purpose is to empower you to be ministers of the gospel. The goal is to make sure every person at Linked Up Church understands that they are a minister. Now, if you understand the word minister, it simply means servant. Everyone in here is called to serve. So don't go out and get business cards. People do this stuff, right? Don't do that. What we're saying is everyone is a minister because everyone serves. All right, let me show you this. Ephesians chapter 4. Now, we've known this. We've understood this. If, if you're a first-time visitor today, today is Vision Sunday. So I apologize we're not a, a ministering traditionally like we normally do. But, but, again, I thank you for being here today. Ephesians chapter 4. Now, for years, again, we've taught this, we've read this. You know, I'm learning more and more. You can know something, but that doesn't mean you actually live what you know. You can memorize things in your head, but that doesn't mean it's dropped into your heart and it's become a part of your life. But believe it or not, I've been like that in this area the entire time that I've been pastoring. And so I want to publicly repent to this congregation for not drilling in more to this and really accepting the Bible truth and, and just really letting it fly. You know, we're all creatures of habit. So when you come from seeing things done for 20-something years one way, I mean, those habits are hard to break, right? And so what you have to do is go through a spiritual transformation to be able to come out of that and actually implement things that you know God has placed in your heart and not be afraid of the backlash that's going to come from people who might not understand that. But, I mean, once we find it in the Bible, that should settle that. All right, Ephesians chapter 4. Let me show you what this looks like. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 says, And he himself gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. But why did he do that? For the equipping or perfecting of the saints. Watch this. For the work of the ministry. So what you see in traditional churches, the pastor does everything. He preaches. He prays. He goes out with the altar call. He does home visits. Come on, he's wore out after five years. And the people out there cheering him on. Go, pastor, go. Get him, pastor, get him. And he's burnt out. And if you look at statistics, most pastors don't last over five years. Right? They go through divorces and their kids struggle because he's wore out. He's stressed out. God never set it up that way. Pastor's job was to equip the people. And then the people do the ministry. His job is to empower them. Do you all see that? Watch this. So that they can do the work of the ministry, which will, this is interesting, which will edify and build up the body of Christ. So then is it safe to say if he's not equipping them and letting them do it, then the body of Christ is not being built up. 
So if you notice what happens over time, churches become just bless me clubs. The only one attending are the saints. So churches become stagnant because people aren't getting out of their seats, reaching more people, bringing more people, and serving more. Everybody just sitting down taking in information. And if you think about anything, if it just sits stagnant over time, what happens? Right? Think about a body of water. What happens to a body of water that just sits still? It dies, right? So we're meant to move. So our job is to get you going. You ready? And you're going to see us take over city after city after city after city once we get the people going. Our greatest joy is going to see the church is alive with people serving. Now, let me show you what this looks like. One of the dreams here, one of the goals here, I'll go to the next screen. I'll come back to Marketplace Ministry. Well, actually, it's, it's on mine. Put that last screen back up again. The goal here is to have each one serve one. Let me explain to you what that means. Each one serve one means that you serve one week, you worship one week. You serve one week, you worship one week. What I've learned, now I've been watching this for a while, there are certain people you only see when they're serving. You never see them in church just being Christians. How many know we all need to sit down at some point and lift our hands and worship God and receive the word, sit next to our spouse in service, right? Go to church as a family, go to brunch after church. How many know that's healthy? It's not healthy to serve every single week and take no time off. So what we're telling you is that no longer will be accepted here. We're learning now, if you don't sit down, no one else will step up. And so when you start seeing me up here leading praise and worship, <laughs> none of us want that. Oh, yeah, you're clapping out there, huh? How do you know something happened there? We didn't have enough volunteers. Right? You see me, where's pastor? He's serving in the nursery this week. Why isn't he ministering? We don't have enough volunteers down there. We found that if you don't enforce this, people will never, ever honor it. So we've got to get to a culture and build a culture where you worship one, you serve one. That's healthy. So out of a four-week month, you're serving to, you're off to. That's a blessing. It's not healthy for anyone to serve every week. All right, I'm coming on down the home stretch. Marketplace ministry. You all know how near and dear that is to my heart. And so I won't take a lot of time today. We're just giving you a synopsis of where we're going. Again, we're getting ready to really get into all these areas. But marketplace ministry, something that's important to me, specific to some things that I shared earlier. In order to be an effective community, and I'll show you all of this in the, in the Bible as well, we've got to learn how to support each other. And so once we start these businesses and these businesses get in these directories, then it's important that we all come out and support it. Okay? And that means if you have to be inconvenienced, then it's okay. Be inconvenienced. But learn how to keep the money in the community. 
church's goal is to begin to, wherever we plant, we buy up all of the commercial property around us. All of the strip malls, we own all of it, and we put our people in it, and we provide and help opportunities for people to start businesses and have gainful employment. Other thing we want to do is buy up all the dilapidated properties within the area, 5 to 10-mile radius of where our churches will be planted. What's the purpose of that? Bringing up the property values in the community. Also helping people who need help. How many know we need transitional homes? Sometimes people just get hit with a bad spot in life. They just need about three months to recover. Marketplace ministry. We want to have a big warehouse one day. Uh, Every time we move, we purge. And when we purge, it's nice stuff. But it usually goes to Goodwill or where else, babe? Salvation Army or something like that. How many know it should go into a big warehouse? So that when our members need stoves, refrigerators, hello, somebody, clothes. And listen to me, it shouldn't cost them anything either. We're not talking about a flea market here. We're talking about God has blessed us. So now let's pay that forward. And so that's community to me. That's where we do life. Everything is together. Okay? Everything is together. We support each other's businesses. When one member is hurt, the whole body is hurting. And we rally behind that person. All right? So the day is coming. We're going to buy a big warehouse. The only purpose of having that warehouse is for refrigerators, stoves, appliances, And I'm not talking about you throwing away stuff that doesn't work. I'm not talking about, uh, what is that called? I'm not talking about a, uh, yeah, I'm not talking about creating, what is a salvage uh, yard here, junkyard. I'm talking about literally you come in there and you go, wow, there's some nice stuff in here. We already have stuff in our house right now that we know is not going with us to our permanent location. But it's nice stuff. And instead of us putting it in a, a goodwill or something, there are people in this congregation that can use that. Marketplace ministry, community, Christian business directory, all of these things are going to be huge in terms of what we're called to do. What my wife and I are saying is we don't believe we've won until you win. Not about us. It's about the people that are sitting out here in these seats. We want to make you all the stars. Next screen. Connect 40. uh, We'll start our campaign next Sunday. That campaign is going to dive deeper into the scriptural significance of everything that I gave you in a snapshot on today so that you can see this is not stuff that we thought up in our head. This is actually Bible, and we want to live out the Bible. So to start uh, next Sunday, and we're asking everyone to get involved in some aspect, some capacity. Next screen. Okay. Uh, The way the campaign will go, uh, next Sunday we'll look at God's promises for you. We'll look at what true freedom looks like in Christ. The second week, 
Third week, what Connect to God looks like, family. Uh, week four, week five, your purpose, what that looks like. Week six, the community, what that looks like. Then we're going to celebrate on Sunday, October the 30th. Next screen. Uh, we'll have daily devotionals every day that will go out. You can go to our website, sign up for those. Next screen, Connect 40 campaign. We'll have prayer every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Now, the facility only seats 300 people, our office space, but it should be packed every Saturday. Do you all think we can get some benefit out of praying for 60 minutes together as a community every Saturday at our main office location, Wiley Road? We're going to start on time, end on time. We will have light refreshments there as well for all who come out for prayer. But every Saturday during the entire campaign, we will pray for one hour We'll be there as well. One of the two of us will be there every Saturday. Next screen. I'll be there every Saturday. I couldn't commit her like that, but I'll be there every Saturday. Connect 40 uh, small groups. Again, uh, we're asking you to get involved there. We'll talk more about what that looks like as we get into the campaign. It'll be a blessing to you. Does everyone in here, raise your hand if you go to this church, but you don't know anyone in the church. Raise your hand. Raise it real high. So I want you all to look around. That should never happen. Keep it up real high. Keep it up real high. So I want to show you how it's, it's very possible to attend a church. And <laughs> she raised her, he raised his son's hand. He's like, boy, raise your hand up in there. <laughs> you need some good friends in your life. I, that's every dad right there. Look at dad clapping over there like, boy, raise your hand. Stand up. Jump. Let the pastor see you. <laughs> but you can see about 20 hands went up there. We want to get away from that. And we want to make sure that everyone who comes here and joins feels like they're part of something. And we swallow them up. We love on them. We connect them to people with like interests, help them start doing life. Okay? Next screen. Financial Peace will start on September the 13th. We only have 50 spots for that, and we may have, we were already over half filled. We sponsored at the uh, Dream Team meeting yesterday about another five or six people or so. So those are filling up fast. I would guess there are probably about 10 to 15 slots left for that. So make sure you get involved in that. Cannot stress again how important it is. If you owe debt, you don't have savings, this class is for you. All right? I believe every male should take this class. Every head of household should take this class. I believe every person at some point need this financial information. I want you to listen to me. At some point, we're going to take this to our teenagers so that they learn it right from the beginning. When I went to college, they taught me and trained me that the two greatest investments I'll ever make will be in a home and a car. Once you become educated financially, you realize that neither one of those are investments. And they trap our kids very early, right out of high school into college, okay? So my daughter, before she leaves the house, she's a junior, she's driving. Before she graduates, she's got to take financial peace. Both my kids have to take it. So that along with what I've been telling them their whole lives, they actually get some formal training in this area. All right? So it's going to come to our teenagers as well. Get these juniors and seniors in there. Sophomores if they're ready, okay? Next screen. And then entrepreneurial workshops. Again, a young man who has a Ph.D., uh, teaches at Emory College, very bright mind in the business community. This was a blessing to Linked Up Church. Called us, reached out to us, offered to donate his time for free to help members in our congregation. Okay? 
very sharp mind in terms of helping people structure, set up business. How many know that's rare to have a PhD instructor from the university or Emory University Business School giving you information for free? Somebody ought to shout right there, boy. Somebody ought to, somebody ought to just give God glory right there. And then we're going to sit down and talk about what that looks like going forward. But eventually what we want to have are business schools. God's given us a favor again with Bill Winston. It's amazing how that favor transferred from Faith Christian Center right here to Linked Up Church. Bill Winston is now will come to us every single year. So we already have him booked again for 2017. And now he's offered the Train the Trainer program where if we can find sharp business minds within our congregation, we can send them there. They have what's called the Joseph School of Business. And he'll train our people for free and send the entire school back to Linked Up Church. Come on, somebody. Don't tell me God's not on our side. I said, come on, somebody. Don't tell me God's not on our side, right? So these things are important, all right? Next screen. All right, and then we'll have exciting events for the entire family. Uh, Next screen. And I think we end right there, right? We are done right there. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the vision of Linked Up Church. Are you all ready to help us run with this? Are you all ready to help us run? How many of y'all are ready to get off the bench and get in the game? All right, you got to get to a place where you just stop attending church and start being the church. You know you've developed uh, maturity when you're now interested in helping other people. Okay, we'll talk about that during the campaign. Let's all stand to our feet. I'm just out of time. Let's all stand to our feet. Did you all get anything out of this today? All right, and again, we're going to make it even more clear as we go through the campaign. Let's just lift our hands to the Father, and let's thank Him today for what we heard. And so I just want to pray that the Spirit of God would cement this into our hearts. You are a member of Linked Up Church. I want you to really begin praying about your place, your role, your purpose, what it is that God has gifted you and graced you to do. And how can you use that to serve other people? Certainly, you may create other departments and helps ministries for us because of your gifting and your talent. If you see holes and you're always talking about what the church needs, it's probably because God wants you to fill it. And so figure out, pray about what your role is, what your, what your part is. And so, Father, I pray today as we've made the vision plain today, Father, and we've laid it out for the congregation to understand what it is that you've called this church to do. And certainly we're going to do it in a spirit-filled way. But, Father, I'm praying for their hearts today, Father, that they will really become committed, Father, to the place that you've